Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is CBS Sports Radio and you are locked in to the JR Sport Reef Show. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Much love to everybody tuned in and locked in all over North America. Thank you so much to our super producer and host, Ryan Hickey. And thank you again to you. Yeah, you, everybody tuned in and locked in all over North America. You can listen on the free Odyssey app. I will say again, it's free. Did you have to pay for gas today? That wasn't free. Did you have to pay for food today? That wasn't free. What I'm offering you is free. The Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can listen to CBS Sports Radio anytime, anywhere. Okay? Shout-outs to everybody tuned in on our local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, uh, people tuning in on Sirius XM Channel 158, and everybody with a smart speaker. Ask it to play CBS Sports Radio, and boom, you don't have to touch anything. It just automatically plays the station, and you can listen to everybody at any time of the day. And so thank you very much. I hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday. Wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, this is when I get started every single weekday. At 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. Ryan Hickey, simple question, man. How you doing? You good? JR, I am good. Not snowed in, not cold. We are doing well today. Is So the snow in New York, what, what was there a foot? Was there two inches? Was there no snow? What's the deal? Uh, there was a whole lot of hype, not a lot of substance. Two and inches, they- three inches, but even down here, there was nothing by the time I got off the subway. It was all clear. And they canceled school across the tri-state area for this crap, huh? Well, you could put cancel in air quotes. Now Can't, kids what is, have what to does that work mean? remotely. The kids, what, what happened? They no don't... more snow days. Yeah, well. Now it's yeah, remote. But you stay home. Yeah, right? but you still got to, you know, back in, I hate to say this, at 29 years old, back in my day, yeah. a snow day was you're off, no school. Now it's, okay, yeah, you don't have to go to school, but now you still have to work remotely and log in. That's, that's not a snow day. Yeah, well, I heard the infrastructure in New York City is so bad, the, the, the online system didn't work. Yeah, which now maybe actually they did get a real snow day today. Good for them. Yeah, like what, what percent of the kids are going online to do work on a day off? Like none of them anyway, right? So I don't know. Well, I'm glad you're not snowed in. I'm happy that you're here. I know there are a lot of people all over the country, uh, specifically in Kansas City, still feeling the, uh, I guess we can call it the Super Bowl hangover. They have an entire parade that's going to take place tomorrow. So I can't wait for, well, let me not say I can't wait for the drunks, but 
for whatever reason, over the past several years, when it comes to sports, I don't care if it's Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I don't care if it's Clay Thompson and the Warriors. Athletes have gotten very, let's say, liberal and, and, and loose when it comes to the consumption of alcohol at parades. I mean, even last year, uh, Mike Malone, or excuse me, Michael Malone, the head coach of the Denver Nuggets, this guy was swearing like a sailor. I'm like, isn't this a, it is a public event? Aren't there kids there? Maybe not. I guess we've reached a point where you can't take kids to a championship parade. It's just, it's a mess. I wouldn't take my kid out there. It's, it's wild as hell. It's too many people. And, and then they're the drunks. And then with the athletes, they're six and seven foot drunks. And so shout outs to everybody in Kansas City who's going to have a good time tomorrow. Now, having said that, Taylor Swift might be there. So I don't know what that means for security. I don't know what that means for people who are going to enjoy themselves. Uh, there are going to be some folks who show up to the Kansas City Chiefs parade tomorrow not to see Travis Kelsey, not to see Patrick Mahomes, but to see if they can get Taylor Swift with an eye shot. I don't know if eye shot is a word. I know ear shot, but you know what the hell I'm saying. And speaking of eye shot, speaking of eyes and what people view, this is kind of wild. Last night while I was on air and on the way off, we got the Super Bowl numbers in. And so I must discuss them with you right now. Because this past Sunday, the Super Bowl, this was the most viewed, most watched program ever, at least in the United States of America. Because you talk about the World Cups, we're talking billions. But here in the United States of America, 123.7 million people watched, on average, the Super Bowl. Now, that counts in television and streaming numbers That is the most watched event ever, 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 ever. A matter of fact, the news covered this. This was covered all over the country, not just here in Atlanta or in Vegas or in New York. Take a listen. This is courtesy of CBS Texas. The ratings, they're in. That game was great. The ratings might be greater. Super Bowl 58 was the most watched television event in more than 50 years. The battle between the Chiefs and the 49ers averaged 123.4 million viewers. That's TV's biggest audience since the Apollo 11 moon landing in 1969. The game aired here on CBS with Jim Nance and Tony Romo, was streamed live on Paramount Plus, simulcast in Spanish on Univision, and as a telecast with SpongeBob and Nate Burleson on Nickelodeon. And while the Taylor Swift impact can't be measured, Trust me, it is real. (laughs) She brought in an enormous new group of viewers to the NFL with her attendance and relationship with Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey. What? So here's some facts, right? Last year, the Super Bowl between the Chiefs and Eagles, 115 million. This year, it was 123. A record 202 million people watched at least part of the game, all right? That's, that's more than two-thirds of the country at one point in time said, I'm going to turn on the Super Bowl. And you just heard it from the, gro- the good old folks, it's CBS Texas, 1969, the moon landing. That's how long we've had to wait until we had something that was more watched than that. And if you can't tell by the audio, it was a long time ago, 
1969. Listen to this, courtesy of ABC. ABC News presents the flight of Apollo 11, beginning 30 hours of continuous coverage of the lunar landing. Good day from ABC Space Headquarters in New York. It is July 20th, 1969, and man is about to land on the moon. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Oh, yeah, see? Yeah, you didn't think you'd come on the JR Sport Brief show and get a, a history lesson. 1969. Yeah, I just I wasn't alive. I remember they sent that hickey. Then they sent, well, they sent quite a few things up there before humans. Remember they, they sent that, that monkey, and then they send a dog up there, too, just to test things out? I did not. They did? Oh, jeez. Yeah. I don't want to say that. That, that we as a country did it. I don't remember. So if people out there don't message me telling me about historical facts. I, I, I think it was, uh, how do I say this? It was another country. It hmm. was a, it was a, a red country. Uh, so, uh, that uh, sounds familiar now. Yeah. And I think they sent a monkey and or a dog up there. Or maybe the U.S. did it. I don't think so. Uh, where the hell Peter was, I have no idea. Um, I don't know. But now we got Peter. You can barely, you know, walk your dog outside, let alone, you know, send one into outer space. Or that monkey that was, I don't know, floating up there forever. Bottom line is, a crap ton of people watched this Super Bowl. And as CBS said, this thing was broadcast on Nickelodeon. Next year, well, CBS won't have the Super Bowl. But the next time the Super Bowl is on CBS, I might have to watch on Nickelodeon. I heard that SpongeBob and Patrick were making jokes about the players, and, and some of these jokes were uh, pretty adult. I might have to tune in next time. And so to think about this Super Bowl being the most-watched event ever, is it accurate that, that Taylor Swift helped boost these numbers? Like, is it accurate that this year 123 million people tuned in on average? Last year was 115. Eight million people tuned in extra because of Taylor Swift? Am I to believe that? Or does it make a little bit more sense just to go, hey, people want to see Patrick Mahomes. I don't, it's Taylor Swift accounting for an additional 8 million people? That just, that sounds like a stretch to me. As much as I love Usher, eight, 8 million extra people didn't tune in to see Usher? And then something else to keep in mind, they combined the television numbers and streaming like you can watch on the NFL app. You could have watched on the Paramount app. This is not just television. And so I think the numbers here were, were, were boosted in a world where people are consuming video at a ridiculous rate in a palm of their hands. Yeah. How the hell were all of these people going to watch the moon landing? People didn't have cell phones. It's as simple as that. And so we can go on down the line. Moon landing. uh, We can look at Super Bowls, which pretty much dominate some of the most watched and viewed uh, products here in the United States of America. We can think about the final episode of MASH. We can go on down the list. It's just hilarious. They have to combine streaming with TV. Because I wonder what the television numbers look like by themselves. 
And I know, I get it. We're in a different world, a different time, a different era. If people watch, they watch. What difference does it make? It's still eyeballs. There's still people. They're still listening. They're still watching. They're still consuming. And the advertisers still have to pay. I think the advertisers were paying $7 million for a commercial, including that ridiculous one by Kanye West, which he said, hey, I spent my whole budget just to buy the commercial. And he sent in a video that he recorded from his cell phone. Hickey, did you see that commercial? Uh, Thankfully, I did not. Kanye West recorded a commercial with his cell phone and basically said, hey, we bought a Super Bowl commercial. We spent all the money just to buy the commercial. And so go to my website and buy my products. And Hmm. that's it. That's it. Curious if that worked. Simple commercial. Well, I believe, I believe he had $20 million in sales. Wow. Maybe that is a lesson now going forward. Yeah, well, don't. Well, I mean, one of those other commercials, I heard Ben Affleck got paid $15 million for sitting around and doing one commercial. So wow. I guess Dunkin' Donuts is wasting money. Ah, this is actually the first year I, I, didn't, I didn't recall any commercials. I did it. I remember the Planet of the Apes commercial at the beginning of the Super Bowl, and, and that was it. That was all she wrote. Well, let me ask you this, Ryan. And then we have uh, Matt Verderam, who's going to join us in a few minutes, uh, coming over from uh, Sports Illustrated. You broadcast on the air right after the Super Bowl. And so did you get a chance to listen, or were you just intently watching? or, or What was the deal? I was able to watch basically three and a half quarters with sound on at least, um, either at a friend's house or here in the studio. And then once I was on the air at 10 p.m. Eastern, obviously the game was still, and the game was going on for at least another 45, 50 minutes. Um, so that point it was silence. I wasn't even paying attention to what commercials were on. So I'm not even sure when, when the Kanye commercial even aired. Um, but yeah, it was it was interesting. It was interesting, especially trying to piece together what was going on with overtime and the clock rules, not really being able to hear any sort of explanation. Um, I forgot that both teams got the ball in overtime now um, with the new rules as well. So it was it was a little bit of touch and go, we'll say, for a little bit, trying to just absorb it and also realize what's going on at the same time. Yeah, I, I, I certainly understand. Well, let me tell you, at least you're not uh, Kyle Shanahan. Uh, you would have got your ass whooped in regards to, to knowing or not knowing the rules. And, and to be honest, even somebody like Tony Romo, you know, I, I wasn't paying all that close attention to what the hell he was saying, but even Tony Romo uh, received some criticism as to how he went about calling and explaining, you know, the end of the game. So you can't, you can't please everybody all the time, but the Super Bowl, it's a wrap. The parade is tomorrow for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, most watched sporting event, most watched television event, most watched program in the history here in the United States of America. And it was that Super Bowl from Sunday night between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. It's the JR Sport Reshow Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to get more into uh, Kyle Shanahan and his decisions later on in the show. Justin Jefferson did not participate in the Super Bowl He wants to get paid, but there's a particular quarterback that he wants to play with. Speaking of end of games, last night in the NBA, a bad ending for the New York Knicks. Is this a thing to come? 
And then also, my main man, Tiki Barber. Tiki has some thoughts on the conclusion of the Super Bowl. Tiki wants to see some changes to the overtime rule. Does it make sense? Does it not make sense? We're going to get into it. There's so much that we have to do here on CBS Sports Radio. We are just getting started on the other side of the break to kind of put a bow on Super Bowl weekend and the Super Bowl. We're going to have a conversation with NFL staff writer for SI Now, Matt Verderam. You are locked into the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Super Bowl is done. Folks in Kansas City, they're getting ready for a parade tomorrow. The NFL doesn't stop, though. NFL doesn't sleep. And so to talk about it, to wrap up this past season, to look ahead and look forward, it's time to have a conversation with Matt Verderam. Covers the NFL for SI Now, also the host of the Matt Verderam Show, which just launched and is all about Chiefs football. Matt, how are you, man? Thank you for taking the time. I'm doing good. How are you? Listen, I got not a complaint in the world. Listen, I guess to start off, are you going to be at the parade? Are you making a trip? What's going on? I literally just got into Kansas City. I'm in the car right now. So, yes, I will be... uh... I will be at the parade. Uh, I figure, you know what, it's not that far of a drive from where I'm uh, where I live these days. I, it's going to be 65 degrees out, so I felt like it was the right move. Oh, listen, that's, that's not the worst thing in the world. 
when when you take a look, and we discussed this to open the show last night, we all got the ratings and found out this is the most watched uh, program that uh, we've ever had here in the United States of America. A surprise to you, or are we looking at a Taylor Swift factor here? Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, definitely the Taylor Swift factor didn't hurt. But then on top of that, you have, uh, you know, the NFL is only getting more and more popular by uh, by the hour. And so, you know, you have, you have the Mahomes factor. You have, you know, she's going for a dynasty. And then on top of that, you have Taylor Swift. So I'm not surprised that it did huge numbers. I mean, being the most watched thing ever, yeah, that, that was maybe a little bit surprising. But I'm not surprised that it did an absolutely massive rating. Matt Verderam is here with us from SI. When you look towards next year, of course, Vegas already has the odds out. The 49ers are sitting on top there. Is that a little bit of a surprise? Why wouldn't the Chiefs, in your opinion, be posted as, as the odds-on favorite right out of the gate? You know, it didn't surprise me in the sense that when you really think about it, the Niners have a much easier path, at least right now. And, of course, we have free agency with the draft and everything else. We've got to go through all that. But, like, as we sit here today, the Niners have an easier path in the NFC. You know, there aren't as many great quarterbacks. There aren't as many really good teams. And so if you're San Francisco, you're looking at it as, okay, look, there's, there's you know, maybe Detroit, maybe the Packers are Jordan Love. The Cowboys are kind of there. But I don't know that you think about them as a, as a title contender with the way they've been in the playoffs under Mike McCarthy. And so – I think, you know, the Chiefs, there is that factor of, well, look what they're going to have to navigate. Now, of course, they've proven they can do it time and again, but it is Buffalo. It is Baltimore. It is what you would think is an improved Chargers team with, with Harbaugh now coming in. It is a Miami team that's dangerous. You know, so I think, I think there's a lot of that that factors into those odds, not just, hey, this is the best team, and so that's where we're picking it. Um, I think it, it's just – it's. It's, it's more than just about the best team. It's also about how hard it's going to be for that team to get to where they want to go. Well, Matt, you're, you're very familiar with, with the Chiefs from your coverage, also the launch of, of your new show. We, we, we saw the issues earlier this year, whether it was drop passes and continuity. Sure. What are some of the, the issues that need to be addressed for the Chiefs this offseason? We know Chris Jones has his contract. What are some other areas that we need to pay attention to? Oh, I, I think, look, this offseason they have a litany of defensive starters who are hitting free agency, whether it's Chris Jones, Elijarius Sneed at the top of that list, Willie Gage, Tranquil, Mike Dana. Um, they're going to have to figure that out. Now, they have some cap space. They're actually in a pretty good position cap-wise. Um, and and they, can, they can open up a lot of money. They can open up $12 million if they cut MBS, which they're going to do. Uh, they can extend Justin Reed. They, they, can, they can open up some money there. They can do a simple restructure of Mahomes' contract and save $37 million against the cap. So financially, cap-wise, they're not going to have any problem. I mean, if they want to open up $50 million in space, they could do it at the snap of their fingers. Um, the question is going to be for general manager Brett Veach, if and when you open up that space, how do you prioritize it? Do you say, okay, look, we're going to bring back Jones' need, and we're going to draft uh, you know, another receiver like a Rasheed Rice where they, they drafted him last year in the second round It panned out? Uh, do they say, hey, look, we're going to go out and get a, a second-tier receiver in free agency, a guy like a Calvin Ridley, um, you know, a guy like a Hollywood Brown, maybe somebody in that mold, maybe not a Mike Evans or a T. Higgins who Higgins hit the market. Um, but I think, look, if you know anything about Veach, he is very aggressive when he sees that he's got to fill a need. I would be shocked if they sit pat throughout free agency at receiver. They may not go out and get the biggest name, 
but they're going to go. They're going to go out and get a meaningful player in free agency at that spot. They, they, they have to address it after what we saw this year. Matt Verderam is here with us from SI. You know, taking a look at the the losers from this past Sunday. Unfortunately, the 49ers have felt this before the past couple of seasons. Whether it's losing in an NFC Championship, obviously the Super Bowl injuries, what have you. How much more rope does Kyle Shanahan have? Oh, I, I think he's got quite a bit. I mean, look realistically. He's an excellent football coach. And I, and I really thought, to his credit, I thought he coached a decent game on, on Sunday. Like, I, I really did. I know a lot of people have given him grief about the third quarter and, and maybe maybe not you know running the ball as much as, as some people would have liked. They got a little pass happy for a couple of series. But if you really go back and look at those series, the Niners are in like second and 15, second and 18. You know, like you're not going to run the ball very much out of that. And they did target McCaffrey in the passing game. It wasn't as though they just said, hey, we're, we're moving away from McCaffrey completely. I thought the big sin of that game for the 49ers, and I thought it in real time, it's not a hindsight thing, I thought taking the ball to start overtime was insane. Insane. And I still feel that way. I know Shanahan ended up saying, hey, look, it was because if the, the game was still tied after each team touched the ball, we wanted to have that first shot in sudden, sudden death. I understand that. But to me, if you don't score a touchdown and you give the ball to Mahomes, that is sudden death. You're losing. Like you're, you're not surviving that. At that point in the game, the defense is both being gassed. Like, I thought if you're going to take the ball there, you've got to get in the end zone. Like, at that point, third and fourth and nine-yard line, that's two-down territory for me. I'm not kicking that field goal. There's no way I'm kicking that field goal. That was where I thought – I thought the overtime, both at the coin toss and at third and four, that was where I had my issues more with Shanahan than anything else. Well, Matt, let me ask you this. We talk about the pathway for the 49ers next year, probably a little bit easier coming out of the NFC. The Eagles, this is a team that, that fell right the hell off at the end of the season. There were conversations definitely about Nick Sirianni and his return – what do you see with the Eagles? He is certainly on thin ice. Yeah. I mean, Sirianni, listen, uh, I'm from the East Coast. And if I know one thing about those fans, uh, they're not going to be very patient. If the Eagles start out and they're you know, one and two or something like that, it's going to be a problem. I mean, let's, let's just be real about it. It's, it's going to be a lot of why did we keep him? Why is he here? What are we doing? How do we fix this? And so, look, I mean, they, they kept him. But at the same point, they didn't keep all of the coaches on that staff. So you know when that happens, you are on some thin ice. You are going to be looked at as, hey, you're here, but this isn't forever. And, you know, I think Sirianni deserves to have another shot at it. He's been the coach for three years. They've been to the playoffs three times. They, they went to the Super Bowl in the second year. At the same point, that collapse was unacceptable. And – you can't be the guy who's kind of an in-your-face personality, and then you, you you lose a few games, and the whole thing just completely falls apart. You've got to be able to rally guys and get guys back into it. He wasn't able to do that. And so, look, I think he deserves another shot, but I also think realistically, look, if they don't get off to a good start next year, the calls for his job are, in Philadelphia are going to be deafening. Well, Matt, yeah, we, we know Philly. They, well, depending on what time of the year, they might throw snowballs. They might throw other things, but it, it depends on the time of the year. We've had a lot of turnover here this past offseason when it comes down to coaching. We know Belichick doesn't have a job. Rabel doesn't have a gig. 
we saw the success in the first year from from Houston, the Texans, with D'Amico and also C.J. Stroud. Is there a team that made an adjustment with the coach that you think can have some success later on this year? You know, look, I think the Chargers are very interesting. Um, you know, they're a team that you look at and say, all right, look, they, you know, they finally went out and got a head coach to have some confidence. And not, not, that, uh, not that it's perfect, uh, because they're, they're going to have to. They're going to have to really redo that roster. They have a cap crunch. There's, there's some guys in that team, some big-name guys who are not going to be back next year. But you have Harbaugh. You have Herbert. I think you've got to at least feel like you've got the, the basis for something pretty good. Um, and then, you know, I look at some of the other openings. I, I think I think Raheem Morris is a good hire in Atlanta. I think he's going to do a nice job there. Uh, you know, he deserved another shot as, as head coach. Um, I think that he's going to provide – uh, a boost in Atlanta after really look Arthur Smith just, just never got it off the ground. It was it was a team that when you looked at them, you always felt like there should be more from that team, right? I mean, offensively they just kind of underwhelmed with all those first round picks and London Pitts and, and Robinson. So I think both those coaches could have you know immediate success to a degree. I don't think you're the ones going to Super Bowl next year. I wouldn't be surprised if either one made the playoffs. So. Well, on the other end of the spectrum, uh, Raheem Morris, we know that the Falcons are, are in the market for a quarterback. You know, when you think about these these names, the Russell Wilsons of the world, you, you think about Justin Fields and his status, where do you think either one of those two guys are going to end up? You know, Fields is fascinating. He really is. Because when you look at the Bears, that's a team that, you know, early on in his in his career, first, first year especially, they, they, they really gave him absolutely. And now he's a guy that you look at and say, okay, they're, they're probably going to move off of him. I, I think that's reality. Whether they should or shouldn't, I think that's probably coming. And so if that happens and they, and they move off a field, you're, you're probably looking realistically at a situation where you know, they get a second-round pick. I, I, think, I think Pittsburgh would be ideal. And I know that's been floated out there. Mike Tomlin is an excellent coach, an excellent coach. And they've got weapons. You know, they've got Pickens. They've got Fryermuth. They've got, I mean, they've got Deontay Johnson. Like, I look at a guy like a Fields and say, if I'm, if I'm a team that needs a quarterback, and especially if I'm a team tight on cap space, he's somebody I'm looking at that I'm interested in. I think he could be a really intriguing piece. Look, it's a little boom or bust. Maybe he goes somewhere he doesn't work out. I'm betting on the talent. I'm betting on the kid. I've never heard a bad word about him in the NFL. I think, that, I think he would be a very intriguing piece. Uh, and, I, and I think if you're a team like Pittsburgh and you're stuck with Kenny Pickett, and Fields could be a huge upgrade. Stuck with Kenny Pickett. And Russell Wilson, we know that he's owed a lot of money. They just gave him a lot of money. Now Sean Payton is in there. What happens with this 35-year-old quarterback? You know, we just talked about the Falcons. I, I could see that being an interesting fit there. You know, if he goes there – you know, that, that's a team that, as I said earlier, they've got talent. Off. I mean, that, that's not a team you look at and go, oh, they just have nobody, and it's a total teardown. That's not the case. I mean, they, they do have real talent. They do have guys on that team that you look at and go, hey, you can move the ball. And he's going to cost nothing. He's going to cost the veterans minimum because he's getting all of his money still from Denver with all the offset language or anything else. So if I'm a team like the Falcons, I'm calling up Russell Wilson saying, hey, look, we'll bring you in. We'll give you a shot. Come play in the Dome. Come play with some really talented offensive players, and we're going to give you a, a good defense. We're going to give you a really rock-solid defense. We're not going to ask you to do everything. We're going to just ask you to play a little point guard for us. 
I think I think Atlanta makes a lot of sense for a guy like Russell Wilson. Yeah, well, it, it might. You certainly know his wife is from down here, so it, that might be an yeah. easy kind of flip over. Final question for you, Matt. We've never seen a, a team go to three Super Bowls, win three in a row. Odds of that happening for the Chiefs high next year? I mean, look, if, if you're saying, hey, take take the Chiefs or take the field, I mean, I think the smart money is always taking the field because it's just it's so hard. I mean, it's so hard to win one Super Bowl. Now they've won two. Um, at the same point, I'm not betting against Mahomes. That's that's crazy. I mean, I, like right now, if they bring back Jones and they bring back Snead, the team is ridiculous. I mean, especially if they add in another receiver, which you'd expect they would do, whether it's free agency or the draft, maybe both. Um, they're just so talented, and they have the quarterback. I mean, in the NFL, if you got the coach and you got the quarterback, you got a shot. And look, what I again, it's going to be hard, but. Who else would you pick over? Who's the team you look at and go that team over there? I, I don't know who that team is. Yeah, there, there is none until they get knocked off again next year, and somehow, some way, I guess right. there's still an an underdog level role. Let's see if that continues into next year. Matt, I want to thank you for taking the time to hop on. Where can people follow you? Your work with SI, your brand new show. Fill us in. Yeah, thanks. You can go to. At Matt Verderam, V-E-R-D-E-R-A-M-E on Twitter. Um, I'm on there way more than I'd like to be, but uh, you can certainly catch all my work on SI. Tweet it out there. And you, can, you can just you know follow it over at SI.com. And as far as the Matt Verderam show, it's on Patreon. Uh, it's, it's all that podcast is geared toward the Chiefs. My national one is at the MMQB. Um, so uh, any, uh, any and all support, always appreciate it. No doubt about it. Listen, man, have a great – are you going to have a great time at the parade or are you working? I am doing – it's kind of a combo. I, uh, I brought my dad out here because he, he's been a Chiefs fan for 55 years. So uh, going to enjoy it with the old man and uh, probably write a column off of it. Beautiful. There's, there's nothing wrong with, with having a little bit of fun with family and then also being able to work. Hey, Matt, have a good time. Thank you again. We'll talk to you down the line. Absolutely. Take care. No doubt about it. Thank you so much. That Matt Verderam covers the NFL for Sports Illustrated. Also recently launched his brand new show, The Matt Verderam Show. So go ahead and check out Matt. Excellent conversation and excellent thoughts. It's the JR Sport Re Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. The phone number is 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. He brought up some excellent points. When we come back on the other side, being here that I am in Atlanta, I do want to talk about the Falcons and, and their quarterback situation because the owner of the Atlanta Falcons, Arthur Blank, he decided to share his own thoughts. He's like, yeah, we are going to be very aggressive when it comes down to getting our next QB. We're going to hear from Arthur Blank. We're going to talk about it. The phone lines are open if you want to talk to me. That's 855 212 cbs That's 855-212-4CBS. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. You ain't got a quarterback, you ain't got nothing. Thank you again to Matt Verderam for joining us in the last break. This man covers the Chiefs for his own show, also covers all things NFL on Sports Illustrated. Make sure you go ahead and check out Matt Verderam. 855 2124 CBS is the number. That's 855-212-4CBS. We, we talked about what took place with the Super Bowl. We look back a couple of days. We're looking forward towards teams that might have success. Uh, Matt feels that the Chargers might turn things around. Uh, and they're in a good position to turn things around with Jim Harbaugh now as their head coach. And then what we would hope and expect to be a healthy Justin Herbert. And so they may... They may turn things around sooner than later, might take a couple of seasons or years, but they could be a team that challenges, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs and the AFC West. And that leads me to what's going to take up a lot of our time moving forward over the next few months. It's the NFL draft. What quarterback goes where? What quarterback comes in? Who has the C.J. Stroud effect with Houston? What team, and this is not what you want, not by any stretch of the imagination, what team bottoms out, even though they select a quarterback like the, uh, the Carolina Panthers? So let's just say two-thirds of the NFL, I think realistically, two-thirds of teams in the NFL would probably swap out quarterbacks or improve at the quarterback position without hesitation. Because everybody's always looking for an upgrade. That's not to say that you can get one. But having a quarterback is, is at a premium. It's crazy to think that there are 32 of these jobs that exist. And half of the quarterbacks suck. Like, let's, let's really think about this. In the United States of America, it is so difficult to play the quarterback position that even at the highest level, it's a revolving door. Hickey, isn't that, isn't that something? Like, you can be a star in any sport. You can excel. You can be amazing. There are tons of great pitchers, right? There are tons of great, excellent shooting guards. There's not a dearth of them. And, yeah, there's different levels of stardom. But for quarterback, we can't find good quarterbacks off the street. We can't get good ones out of college. It's kind of crazy. Especially now with so much specialization, right? And kids now are playing quarterback 24-7, 365. There's a million camps. And still, here we are talking about what? Eight, 
seven guys you feel good about, and and so what? Twenty four other teams are like, yeah, we could use an upgrade. It's you said it. It's crazy and truly unbelievable. Yeah, and it's it's the rate in comparison to other teams. And yeah, sure, the NFL, you know, fifty three man rosters. But all things considered, you got eleven people on the field with you. You got one quarterback. Quarterback is the point guard. It's the center. It's the forward. It, I mean, you can go on down the list and comparing it, you know, to other sports. The quarterback, you could say, is the starting pitch. Would you say the quarterback is more starting pitcher or catcher? Maybe catcher with the decisions and kind of knowing everything going on. Catcher, right? And especially, I mean, there's not that many great catchers, right? There's a lot of replacement level catchers. So that's probably with how much the responsibility and also to the fact that there's not even 10 elite catchers, probably that's the comp. You know what? You know what, Hickey? We might have a top six for tomorrow. We got we got to think about it a little top bit Top six more. catchers? Let's go. No, hell no. <laughs> hell no. We may have to do top six catchers all time. Here's, here's the thing. I, I wanted to – let's think about this a little bit more. It really – what is the most difficult position to play in professional sports? You know, I mean, you just talked about catchers. We just talked about how that if you go through every NFL roster, we got teams that are shuffling around, you know, also ran QBs. I mean, the Cleveland Browns, for all the success that they've had, what did they do? Five, six quarterbacks this past season? And, and yes, it's due to injury, but you just said it. Catchers? Like, there used to be a time where, you know, having a, a, a catcher who could swing the bat is is at a, a real premium. And I don't know if we still have that because a lot of times the catcher has to know everybody on the pitching staff, which is ridiculous. You could have up to 14 pitchers on the team at one time. You think about everybody that comes up and down through the majors. Maybe you got to know 20 to 30 guys. And at what point do you have time to go out there and swing the bat? Most catchers... They're either great – well, this is – this is. let me be careful here. They're either great behind the plate or they're great swinging the bat. There's there's no in-between. It's it's very few and far in-between. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to think about that more. We know quarterback is, is the most important position. No position player in any sport has more influence on the outcome of a game than a quarterback. But being a catcher, it's just why we have catchers who convert into being just just managers because they have to know every aspect. They understand hitting. They understand strategy. They understand defensive positioning. They see the field. They're the only position that sees the entire field. And then they have to manage the, the pitchers so they know they know everything. I think, I think yeah, quarterback might be most important. I think pitcher might be – well, catcher might be most difficult. What say you? I would still go with quarterback just from the sense of, I mean, mentally you have, what, two or three seconds before the snap, after the snap, to know what the defense is doing. And so many guys have adjustments, and you got to know what the O-line is doing, the receiver's doing, running back is doing. The play calls are long as hell in terms of how, you know, how you got to regurgitate them. Also, you got 300-pound men breathing down your neck. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's easy to catch like a 90-mile-an-hour curveball. I couldn't do it. But I think I would just, if you drop back, like dropped us behind uh, under center, totally lost. I would yeah. still say quarterback. 
Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about it from a, a physical standpoint, but you bring up an, an excellent point. I'm thinking about a catcher having to know, and I guess it's the same for a quarterback, even though a quarterback is not playing defense. The quarterback has to read the defense. The, the quarterback probably knows just as much as the defense, and in some cases it's, it's a cat and mouse game. What do I know versus what you think I know, and how am I going to get a leg up on you? And you know what? There, there are a lot of similarities, uh, I'd say that. To be honest, and this is separate from getting you know kind of tackled and destroyed, for the life of me, and maybe it's because my knees suck, okay? I need new cartilage in my knees, but I don't get how the hell they squat back there for hours at a time. And, yeah, you get to stand up, and, yeah, you're only there for half an inning, and then you stand up and swing, and then you run, and then you squat back down. I can't squat for two minutes, and these guys are squatting for 10 and 15 minutes sometimes at a time. Am I the only person that, that feels that way? I'm with you there. That is physically grueling. And then imagine, too, squatting after taking a 95-mile-an-hour foul tip right to your shoulder. Yeah, these guys, thigh. Yeah, they weren't, they're wearing all this hockey equipment back there. I know no catcher's equipment. I don't need any catchers being mad at me. It's, it's tough, but I, I want to think about that. Tomorrow we should really think about a top six, uh, maybe most difficult positions, most important positions in sports. There, there, there might, might be something there, possibly. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. When we come back, yeah, I, I started talking to you about the Falcons, started talking to you about the ridiculously important position of quarterback. I'm going to give you an update. What the hell are the Falcons doing at QB? What the hell does Justin Jefferson want in order to stay in Minnesota? And what's going on with Eric Bieniemy? The Chiefs, they win the Super Bowl, and Eric Bieniemy, his name is back in the news. I will fill you in on it all and more on the other side of the break. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 